Welcome to the Morning Upgrade Podcast with Ryan Cote, where we feature casual conversations with entrepreneurs about personal development and growth. Hey, everyone. This is Ryan Cote with the Morning Upgrade Podcast. Today, I'm excited to bring you Dr. Jeremy Sharp. Hey, Jeremy. Hey, Ryan. Good morning or good afternoon. Thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. Why don't you start out by telling everyone you know, what you do and what your interests are, what you enjoy doing? Yeah, yeah, for sure. So I am a child psychologist. I specialize in psychological assessment or neuropsych testing with kids. So I help parents figure out if their kids have concerns like ADHD or autism or learning disorders or really just anything parents might be concerned about. I you know, meet with the kids and give them a bunch of tests and pull all that information together and then try to give some reasonable recommendations to move forward and support the family. So that's my work life. In addition to the, you know, the actual clinical work, I also direct our practice. So we have an, I have an outpatient private practice in Colorado, and we have about 20 clinicians and staff that specialize in a variety of mental health areas across the lifespan from therapy to, to more testing and assessment. So, so yeah, that's the, the work side of things. And then professionally, or sorry, personally, I, uh, I am married for about 10 plus years. I have two kids, seven and nine as of today. And I love, you know, being outside, uh, running, which I'm guessing I'll talk about and, uh, just, uh, just doing family stuff as much as possible. Awesome. Uh, how'd you get into your business? Did you know you wanted to do that when you were, I guess, you know, in high school or whatever growing up? Yeah, it's funny. So I mean, there are many factors that led to to being a psychologist. I won't dive into all of them here, but the one thing, the experience that really catalyzed it for me was uh, in high school. You know, I I I got into some trouble, like teenagers do sometimes, and my parents thought the right thing to do would be to take me to see a psychiatrist to help. So it didn't really help that much, but what it did do was give me the experience of meeting with someone. And I remember thinking very clearly, this guy is terrible and I could do this so much better. So (laughs) that was the experience that made me say, all right, I'm going to really try to be a psychologist so I can help kids down the road who might be in my place. So that's what kind of kicked it off for me. And uh, I was lucky enough to be able to follow that path and get into grad school at a good program and, um, you know, take it from there. Must be very fulfilling work, I'd imagine. I mean, I don't know what goes into like your day to day, but just from your description of it, it sounds like it'd be a very fulfilling career. Yeah, yeah. There are tough moments, but I think that's a big reason a lot of us get into it, right? We just that's the the cliche, right? We want to help people. And that definitely happens. There's really no better feeling than having a family walk out of the office with some I mean, some concrete ideas on how to help their kiddo, but also just a better understanding of what's going on for their kid and maybe more empathy and, you know, to see families start to move down that path of, of healing with one another is pretty powerful. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds like it. So morning upgrade, the blog, the podcast, it's all about personal development, morning routines, which I'm a big nut with. I mean, I know we're in the same mastermind, so I know you're into personal development. I know you're into fitness. We were kind of talking before about you know, what you do for your, for your morning routine. Why don't we talk about that? What is your, what is your, what do your mornings look like? Yeah, my mornings are, are pretty similar from day to day. Uh, I guess that's the, the whole point of a routine, right? So <laughs> five days a week. So I'm a, I'm a big runner, like I mentioned. 
So I am running five days a week. It's pretty structured. I always know, you know, I, um, I'm always, you know, training for something, uh, some kind of race of some distance. So I follow these training plans. So I always kind of know what kind of run I'm doing each day, but I'm running five days a week. So I wake up first thing, you know, put my contacts in and put my clothes on. And then it's just downstairs to grab maybe six to eight ounces of water. And then I'm out the door for the, for the morning run. On the two days that I don't run, I do the same thing, but jump up and, and walk our dog on this, uh, this loop that we have here near our house. So I'm getting up and I'm moving and exercising right off the bat. And nice. then when I get back home, it is, again, pre-structured. So straight up to the shower. We can talk about that. I'm a big fan of cold showers. So we can dive into that if you want. And then yes. I am down to make a smoothie. And I have the exact same smoothie every morning. And then it's you know off to the, to the work day. Ah, so many questions, but I try to keep these episodes to 15 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> How many miles do you run? Great question. So day-to-day, it kind of varies. Weekly, I would say I average about 35 to 40 miles a week. So it typically you know, comes out to somewhere between six to nine miles you know, on the weekdays. And then um, I'll do a longer one of maybe 9, 10, or 11 on the weekends. At this point, anyway, if I'm in marathon training, that, that ramps up quite a bit. But that's, I've been sticking to kind of lower mileage here over the last few months. So I I interviewed his name is Brian McFarland. I interviewed um, him in these episode four, and he's an ultra marathon runner. I think I'm saying that right. And he'll run yeah. up to a hundred miles, which it doesn't even seem physically possible. People do it, so I know it is. But I think about like if I have to drive if I have to drive a hundred miles and I don't have a podcast to listen to, I'm going crazy. I, I don't I can't imagine a hundred miles. Like what do you do in mile fifty, sixty, seventy when you're not only is your body breaking down, but your mind probably went like 20 miles ago, you know, have you ever done that one? Done that long of a race? Oh my gosh. No, no. So the most I've ever run at one time is probably, I did 35 miles over a 24 hour span. It was kind of broken up, you know, into like seven here, eight here, 10 here, but with a little bit of rest in between. So yeah, I mean, the ultra runner, I thought about trying to do that and I just don't know how they get the time to do it and to train and it's way out there as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I'm not sure what to, I don't even know where to start with that. So I like the fact that you do the smoothie and the cold showers. I want to, I want to dive into that. You know, I usually like to talk about personal development habits and, you know, those are two habits that I think are worth talking about. So I've taken cold showers before too. And I can tell mm-hmm. you why I do it. And your reason might be similar, but I think there's some health benefits to it from what I read. I don't know, but I do it as a way to train my mind to do something that's uncomfortable and do it anyway. Is that similar for you or do you have a different reason? Yeah, that's actually, that's exactly why I do it. That wasn't the original motivation. I think I originally got into it for what, for the health reasons, but it's over time, it's really come to be more of a mental exercise than, than anything else to, to kind of build that fortitude in the morning. I like the yeah. idea of, you know, of doing something hard first thing in the morning, because then it's like you've already conquered something like you've gotten in that mindset. Like I can do something that is, is tough and you've sort of mastered your mind already. So it sets the tone for the day really nicely. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you're, so you're in Colorado, I'm in New Jersey, so we've got cold winters. And so there's a noticeable difference doing cold showers in the summer versus at least for me in, in the winter, in the winter, 
it feels like someone like jabbing me in the back with like a spiked like a knife or something like that. Whereas the summer, <laughs> it's like, okay, it's cold, but I can handle this, you know? Is that the same thing for you? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Definitely. <laughs> it's fun to say that. Yeah, the way it shifts over the, the seasons. Your smoothies, what do those look like? I'm a big fan of food and uh, using diet to help personal development. So what do your smoothies look like? Yeah, so smoothie is always the same recipe every morning. It is, I do a banana, I do frozen spinach or kale or a blend of those, uh, depending on what we get. I do a big sort of probably like a tablespoon plus of almond butter. I do vanilla protein powder, and then I put in frozen blueberries as well. And wow, blend it all up. Yep. Do your um, kids drink it too? They don't. I've tried to get them into it over the years, but they they'll taste it here and there, but they don't seem to get on that train as much as I like okay. them to. I mean, it sounds delicious, but I guess as a kid, maybe not. Maybe not as much. We've got this special protein powder that we got for our. My one daughter to help her with her growth and stuff, and it's chocolate. It's good. I put a little stevia in it, and they think they're getting a treat. And I'm like, oh, it's protein powder. You know, they think it's like mm. something like you know, like a like a milkshake or something like that. Yeah, but that's a little bit different than blueberries and spinach. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right, right. I know, I know. I like it though because I, you know, this is another thing. I don't know if we want to dive into it, but probably two or three years ago, I cut out processed sugar and bread and pasta and all that stuff. And so, you know, this to me is like a really serious treat, you know, to have the banana, it's like super sweet and, uh, you know, the blueberries are kind of sweet. So this is a bit, you know, it's like kind of a treat for me in the morning. They say that what, that, that, um, like white bread, it's almost addictive. Like your body becomes addicted to it. That's Mm -hmm. what I've heard. I try to, for every lunch, I try to make it a salad. Like today I had a big salad of kale and, and beans and, and walnuts and some other stuff, but. But I still eat some white flour. I just try to be conscious of limiting it. Did you go through a any sort of like withdrawal from cutting it out where your body was craving it? Yeah, yeah. I couldn't tell if it was the sugar or the the carbs or what because I cut it all out at the same time. But there was definitely a week or two there where I, I felt worse for sure. But then after that, it was like turbocharged. Like I didn't know all this energy that I'd been missing. Really? So it's, yeah, yeah, it's pretty huh. amazing. Too amazing. I was having some health issues as well. Um, I was having some thyroid abnormalities and some like heart rhythm issues. So I just went on this anti inflammatory diet, like I said, I think probably three years ago. And it's, yeah, it made a huge, huge difference just in energy and health and just feeling better. But not enough to run 100 miles. I am not to the point of running a hundred miles. I think if I really wanted to do an ultra, I would have to maybe add back in some carbs somehow. I don't know. I don't know. It's <laughs> He's like whittle it's away to like a hundred pounds. Like <laughs> right. right. <laughs> I don't have so, to lose. You know. <laughs> so I've got one more question for you, and then we can uh, we can wrap up by you telling us you know, the best place to connect with you for those that want to say hello or learn more about you or your practice. You've got like multiple businesses going on. You're managing people, and I'm just curious. Like, what's the what's been the hardest thing about your business, and what are you doing about it? Or what did you do about it? And maybe how did like your personal developments habit your personal development habits help with getting through it? 
it's hard to distill it down to one thing. I feel like I've done a lot of not so great things over the course of owning my businesses. But I think the theme or the thread that runs throughout is learning, like having to learn that I cannot do everything on my own. And in fact, that it's detrimental to my businesses for me to try to do everything on my own. So I guess you could flip it to the other side of the coin, you know, and say like asking for help or trusting others, anything in that ballpark has been really, really challenging for me to learn over the years. I think a lot of us struggle with that, especially as we grow and kind of bootstrap things. But, you know, and I'm still working on this quite a bit, but I have a few things that really help with that. Certainly, you know, the the running and the exercise helps with general stress level. That's fantastic. I'm also lucky enough to be married to a therapist. So, you know, we get to talk about these things and she, for better or for worse, has no problem calling me out when I'm doing things that aren't helpful for myself or for our marriage. So like that's that's harder sometimes than others, but you know, she can point those things out and and coaching too. I mean, I haven't mentioned coaching, but I've sought coaching over the years from other business owners and uh, and business coaches. And that has really, really helped to shift my mindset that like I said, it's actually it's actually more detrimental to try to handle everything myself and so to hand it yeah. off. So I've been working hard on that. Yeah, delegation is huge. It really is. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've seen it in my businesses as well. I guess it depends how much you really want to grow, but if you want to grow, you can't... If you want to grow to a certain level, you can only handle so much yourself before you burn out or everything crumbles. Exactly. It's not easy exactly. to uh, get used to. It's a hard lesson to learn. I mean, a lot of us go through our lives you know, being rewarded and gaining a lot from doing doing everything ourselves and being self-sufficient. So to all of a sudden like have to flip that and learn to trust others to do things that, you know, that we could do. It's, it's a really challenging process. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent agree. Well, this is good. I appreciate the, uh, the, the input you gave and like the habits and, um, we covered some new things today between the shakes and the cold showers. So I enjoyed having you on Dr. Sharp. And, uh, why don't you tell us how, uh, people can connect with you if they want to reach out and say hello. Well, thanks for having me. This is fantastic. If people want to reach out, email is probably the best. You can find me at jeremy at thetestingpsychologist.com. And I also host a podcast called The Testing Psychologist, which is really aimed at clinicians, but that's a good place to see what I'm up to. So thanks, great. Ryan. This is great. Thanks, everyone. Thanks for listening. Talk to you soon. Thanks for listening to the Morning Upgrade Podcast. Please subscribe and review. And don't forget to visit us at morningupgrade.com for more content.